Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Webster's Dictionary defines the word off-season as, turn to throw that full screen up here for me, a time of year when a particular activity, typically a sport, is not engaged in. Drink that in for a second. If that's the actual definition, then there is no doubt that there is officially no off-season in the world of dirt late model racing because 24-7, 365, this sport, this monster that we've all created is, in fact, turn highly engaged. Welcome back to Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live, and Happy New Year to everyone out there right now. First time turn, I think we've ever done a show on a holiday. Is that right, to your recollection? Yeah, I, I believe so. That I made you come in on a holiday. Are you asking for double pay today, or how does this work? I'm definitely uh, definitely getting double pay. So Getting that, or asking? You can yeah. ask for double pay. I well, mean, that's absolutely okay. So, Well, I'm getting it, so maybe we'll, I don't know. He might shorten the show down to a half hour, but I kind of doubt it. So. <laughs> that's It might go an hour and a half, actually, tonight. We ring in the 2019 season officially today. With the beginning of our fourth season, four turn of Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live, a special thank you to Scott Kaiser, Anna, Brian, everybody over at Kaiser for everything they've not only done for Dirt on Dirt for 12 years, but sponsoring this show for the fourth consecutive season. Thank you so much to them. Is it, It's hard to believe that the 2019 season is 72 hours away. And I'm not joking when I say there is no rest for the wicked. We just finished Gateway and Best Of and everything and Christmas and New Year's, obviously, today. is Not only does the Ice Bowl roll off this weekend at Talladega Short Track, the early January event in Alabama that has just become an absolute staple for our sport, but where the majority of our staff is headed this week, the annual Wild West shootout at FK Rod Inns, Arizona Speedway near Phoenix, and what is shaping up, and I'm very confident in saying this, being the biggest West Coast dirt late model event ever. Six nights in the desert starting this Saturday. And remember, as always, you can watch every single lap of the every lap, every night, every everything of the Wild West shootout live right here at dirtondirt.com. Order your pay-per-view in the upper right-hand corner of the website. Uh, every lap turn, late models, mods, X mods, all three classes. Watch live at dirtondirt.com. Complete packages for the entire week are available. You can save money on those. If you plan on watching all six nights, you should get the complete package. And believe me, this year, you should get all six nights with the field that is headed out there. We're going to talk a lot more about that in the show, but this could arguably be the best Wild West shootout field ever. I won't spoil our conversation that we're going to have just yet, but we'll talk plenty about that in the next hour turn. The next hour. Oh, okay. Minutes. Right. What is All this? Right. Brandon Shepard will join us on the phone as he looks to get another Arizona victory. Remember, he won that $13,000 finale last year. It is 14000 to win this year. Sheppy will be here. Jason Hyatt will talk ice bowl with us. And the fact that I pick him on five to go all the time 
and I usually jinx him. I actually looked. I'm 0 for 4 or 5. I think it's 0 for 4, maybe 0 for 5 lifetime on Jason Hyatt pick, so he owes me one if I end up picking him this week. A heads up on a few things for later in the year. We're going to reformat Late Model Live just a little bit, where some of the segments that we've had for three years now are going to shuffle around, they're going to rotate in and out. That will likely take place in the spring. As Ali Collis' turn, I'm excited about this segment. Ali Collis, our own great writer, is going to help us with some things on the show. She's going to give me some... I, I may read her tweets out loud, because I'm always... Oh I love Ali's tweets. Yeah. Turns turn, R.I.P., not going away totally, don't worry. But it will not happen every single week. Uh, with turn is getting very busy with his live schedule this year. So we'll rotate turns, turn in and out. A few other items, but the core pieces like five things, Suave's lock, pay attention, the interviews, those will all stay in the show. But we're going to freshen things up a little bit as we head into the new year. That will likely start in March. Suave's lock and tattoo turn. I actually have the tattoo with me. We're going to discuss that. I'm thinking a late night in an Arizona tattoo parlor is what I'm thinking to get this thing applied. Silly season discussion with Kevin Kovac. All of that coming up in the next 60 minutes. Happy New Year from us here at DirtOnDirt.com. Let's get season four of the show started with five things. Here we go. Number one on five things, 2016 is typically regarded as the best Wild West shootout field of all time. You had Jonathan Davenport fresh off his Lucas title in that dominant year of 2016. You had Shane Clanton. He was fresh off a World of Outlaws title. You had Steve Francis, Billy Moyer, Daryl Lanigan, Brandon Shepard. It was a big-time field, but I think on paper, the group that we're about to have out West is even better. FK Rod ends Arizona Speedway this weekend for the first time ever. Scott Bloomquist will compete in the event. Bobby Pierce, Brandon Shepard, Hudson O'Neill, Brandon Overton, Chris Simpson, Jimmy Mars, Ricky Weiss. This is as good of a field as it gets in the month of January. I am proclaiming it now, turn. Best group of cars ever for the Wild West Shootout. And at least one guy who will be competing starting Saturday, he agrees with me. Yeah, you know, it's definitely a lot of uh, good cars going out there. Um, you know, that Kaiser bonus money gets harder to uh, achieve every single year, it seems like. You know, yeah, even even last year, you know, Don Shaw, like, I'm sure a lot of people didn't really expect him to win, and he won, I think, two races it was. And so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of competition. And, uh, but it just, you know, Arizona's a, a fun place to go to. I've enjoyed going to it. This will be my third year. And, uh, you know, I think every, other people are catching on to it, too. Um you know, it's a fun place to go, and it's good racing, and, you know, everyone's trying to get some of that bonus money, but like I said, it's going to be tougher and tougher, and uh, the event seems to keep growing, so that it might get, uh, you know, you'll have to be really dominant to, to get, you know, to try to get that. Event promoter Chris Kearns has always told me he would love it if six different guys would win all six nights, and I think that's highly possible this year. We head into the Wild West Shootout as loaded as it's ever been. This sport is about to start the season with a bang out west number two on five things a different guy winning six would be cool but so would someone taking home one of those kaiser manufacturing bonuses that bobby was talking about it's hard to believe we now enter the fourth year of the bonus program and still none of them have been claimed remember this is how it breaks down you win three ten grand you win four twenty five grand you win five you get a hundred thousand dollars and you win six a staggering two hundred fifty thousand of course you see scott's quote there i'm going to arizona to annihilate them and take the money. Remember, JD won three before the bonus system was established or before three was an option, and Ricky Weiss and Don Shaw won two last year. So 
it is on the table. It's possible. And another guy like Ricky Weiss, who won two last year, he really thinks one of these bonuses is absolutely doable. Oh, yeah, no doubt in my mind. I mean, um, I hate it. I hate to think about it because I know we would have got three. I mean, and then the other time we ran second, I mean, obviously, if there's $50,000 in the back of your mind, you're going to drive a little different. And, uh, yeah, I always think about it that way. And first place or second place, if there's no bonus, you're going to drive a little bit smart because, you know, you're going to run the next day. But if there's $50,000 on the line, uh, I think we would have we would have gave it, I mean, a lot more of a shot than we did. And, uh, I mean, it's definitely, like you said, it's definitely doable, no doubt in my mind. What do you think about Scott saying he's coming out there to get it? He's just he's planning on it. You got pretty tight with that guy. What do you think about that? Uh, Scott, Scott's very confident. I mean, if there's anybody that can do it, it's definitely him. If they come out there and they're prepared, there's nothing those guys can't do. Um, it'll definitely keep us on our toes, and uh, hopefully, I mean, if I could run second to him every night, I'd still be happy with that. Keep in mind, four years in a row, someone has won at least two races, and normally I'd say it's this year that three would happen, but I don't think so. Not with this field. I say we do not see the bonus again in 2019. More on the Wild West shootout later in this program turn. Number three, my staff always makes fun of me for being sappy. I make no secret I'm a, an emotional guy. I'm super nostalgic. Everyone knows this. And I couldn't help but swell up with memories this week when I was scrolling through old Ice Bowl video from when we very first started Dirt on Dirt. January 5th and 6th, 2008. You're seeing it here 11 years ago. We had just launched the website a few months earlier. I went to Talladega Short Track to cover this event with my wife, Amber. And I remember thinking as I looked at some of the subscriber numbers that weekend, you know what? People seem to be digging this content. I think this whole news media for Dirt Late Model Racing might work. Turn, you're lucky. You have a job now. I have always had a special place in my heart for the Ice Bowl and how along with Arizona it served as the kickoff to our season. That day, 11 years ago, it was Bobby Mays who got the biggest win of his career. Let's listen to a little of that post-race from a cold Alabama afternoon. How did it feel when you uh, you had your fist pump? And just tell me what was going through your mind. Oh, man, you know, I, I was thinking about all these guys. I was more thinking about more of them than me. They, they've worked their tails off all weekend, all for the last, ever since that was two years old right there, he's been working for me, so... You know, there's just nothing, you can't put it into words, I don't guess. Remember back in 2008, the Wild West shootout was still at Central Arizona Speedway in Casa Grande and hadn't grown to the level it is now. So the Ice Bowl really has and was a, a huge deal to kick off the season. And now in its 27th year, I'm glad for it to be a part of Dirt on Dirt history. That victory by Bobby will always mean a lot to me. Number four, I want to take a moment to recognize someone who not only meant a lot to Dirt Late Model Racing, but someone who came to mean a lot to me personally, and that's Florence Speedway owner and promoter Jerry King, who passed away on December 17th at the age of 65. Florence rose to national prominence after Jerry and his wife Mona bought the track in 1984, and it's exploded in popularity the past decade with their son Josh, a good friend of mine, assuming the bulk of the promotional duties and overseeing the legacy that his parents have built with a racetrack and the North-South and one of the strongest weekly programs and regular shows in America. If you'd ever walked through the gates at Florence, it was likely that you saw Jerry on the grader or on the water truck or driving that blue pickup truck around. He was the heart and soul of the half mile just south of Cincinnati and was a driving force in late model racing being as popular in this country, bar none. He was just someone who meant a lot to our sport. 
my biggest thing on Jerry King was he's, he's that old school promoter, kind of a cross between Earl Baltus that when you rolled in the gate, you knew what to expect from Jerry King. You knew what your rules were. You knew what was going to happen. And he stuck to it right or wrong. He stuck to his guns. But he was also the promoter that got it. You know, if you called him on Friday and said, hey, man, I don't have, uh, you know, times are tough. You know, this is back in the late 80s, early 90s. Times are tough. I'm trying to get going here. Come on, He'd tell you, come on up to the racetrack tonight. Drive on in the gate. Let me know how many armbands you got, and when it's over, when the race is over, I'll take it out of your purse, you know, take it out of your points money. So, you know, he knew how to be the old-school, hard-nosed guy, but he also had compassion for the racers. And the second thing I got is how many promoters have had the same racetrack for 30, 35 years? You know, this guy has grown Florence from a place that really not a lot of people knew about to a place that there ain't a dirt late model race in our country that doesn't know Florence Speedway. Amber and I attended the services for Jerry and his family on December 21st, and it was full of racers and people in the industry who had so many stories to share about him and his legacy. It was a really neat night honoring him and his family. Thoughts and prayers to the King family. Jerry will be sorely missed. Finally, number five, there's been a lot more than a few things that have caught my eye this offseason. Turn, I'm doing air quotes for offseason. I wanted to rattle through them quickly. Start with hashtag falls, launching the Falls Cup Fairbury will pay 2500 to win weekly for late models, the highest purse in the country for a weekly late model show. It is a big deal in central Illinois, and it's got tracks and drivers across the country talking. It is a hot-button topic of conversation. Did you see that Ray Cook now has three tours turn, scrapping the bonus series and instead opting for more logically named or geographically named the Spring Nationals, Southern Nationals in the summer, and now the Fall Nationals, which will run August 16th through November 16th, there's also a lot more higher-paying races on all three tours, including more 10,000s to win. Ray continues to up the ante down there, and I like this touring situation broken into three groups. Kudos to him. And I have to check on this, but how often does a major event run twice in the same calendar year? It will happen this season as last November's rained-out National 100 will be made up this January, the 25th and 26th, and then be run again in November. Our own Todd Turner says he can't ever remember an instance of this happening with a race this big. So the Thomas family will be again making history. We will be live from the National 100 again in just a few weeks. Turn two National 100s in one year. That was five things to start out 2019. Turn. One, one quick correction. What? 26-27. 26-27. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. The worst part is, yeah, I have 25th and 26th on my notes. Turn. What would I do without you? I... I really don't know. I don't know. Well, I got a pretty good idea. Wow. Um, anyway, wow. if you watched our annual 26th and 27th uh, National 100, if you watched our annual Late Model Live from the Dome in St. Louis in November this year, you saw Derek Kessinger and I break down the wealth of silly season news that has happened in our sport this year. Really, two months it's been going. It's pretty much put to bed now. As things started really kind of popping off October 1st this year, but I wanted to dive a little deeper now that all of the moves have been made. At the time, we did not have the Dunn-Benson news uh, back at, at Gateway and a few other little things. But now every angle has sort of been accounted for. So I wanted to jump into that tonight as that is what we are paying attention to. He's had a few months to digest it all, so I'm looking forward to him unloading his notebook turn, just giving us everything that he's got tonight. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is our ace reporter, Kevin Kovac. Kevin, before I get to you, let me through uh, run through all these really quickly. Josh Richards leaves best and goes to Clint Boyer. 
Josh is out of best. Tyler Erb in as he leaves his family ride for best performance. Fresh off a World of Outlaws title, Mike Marler will leave the Ronnie Delk team for the six-car in a limited schedule with Rumley Racing, Kevin and Leroy. Brandon Overton will drive for Joey Coulter in the Rum Runner car. Donald McIntosh back in the Blunt Motorsports car, replacing Casey Roberts. Tanner English is in for Stone Weaver Racing. Remember, Overton actually, people forget this, Overton started last year in that ride. It seems like a distant memory. Chris Madden will drive a car for Bruning Motorsports based out of Iowa. Maybe a surprising one there. And the last big piece of news that broke, Devin Moran will leave Ty Torig Motorsports and take the Dunn Benson ride and run Lucas Oil full-time. Needless to say, it was a busy off-season. Kevin, I laid them all out there for you. What are your first thoughts? As I give you that buffet line of silly season news, first time I've talked to you about it, Kevin, what are your first thoughts when you hear all that? Uh, well, <clears throat> no doubt about it. Like, it, it just uh, When you talk, you list them all out, that's, that's what it sticks out to me. The sheer number and the magnitude of the silly season changes this year. I mean, they came faster and like more furious I can ever remember. I mean, we're usually going to PRI and that, that around that time, and, and you're still like, well, who's going to take this ride? What's going to happen? And you even get some surprises at PRI, but not this year. I mean, everything just right off the bat, it seemed like. And, and they were really big ones. There's, like, layers of intrigue and, and interest that, that's a little bit different. Make, they, there were, there's, they were really big changes. It wasn't just like a guy making, oh, this guy's with a new team. It was pretty cool. I mean, like, you, you just go like the Madden, Chris Madden with a brand-new team. Who saw Greg Bruni uh, opening up another team here, bringing, you know, starting another team to, to, to go alongside his son and, uh, and help out Capital Race Cars? And, and uh, you also got Tyler Irv taking, taking a new team, going, leaving his family team, which actually he had actually been off on his own a little bit. His father had sent him off on his own, he had said, towards the middle of last year, this past season, uh, and said, hey, you've you got to work, work this on your own. And so he's... He's got. He's he's really important now to get a new ride because it's going to help him a lot. I think because now he doesn't have to worry about as much uh, that you that really people might not have thought that uh, like like Tyler was actually worrying about. You know, Devin Moran had to make this agonizing decision to leave yes. Ty Torrick for uh, for Dunn Benson. I mean, that was a tough one right there. I mean, that's that's a pretty big a big deal where he's moving to North Carolina too with his brother Wiley. Who, who, by the way, can, can we say this? Can we start like a new little hashtag here? Get Wiley a southern girlfriend. <laughs> I would like Wiley with a nice southern girlfriend. That would be good for him. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just come up with. That. I just thought that up. And, you know, I'm like, man, we need, let's do that. Wiley needs a southern girlfriend. That's what it seems uh, like to be. But um, yeah. but there are just so many things. I mean, Joey Coulter moving to to, to Texas. I, I, that was a, that's a big surprise too. Nobody saw that coming. And then somebody taking over his ride. Brandon Overton, one of the top guys, who seems like he can jump in anything. Uh, uh, and win. So with the top-notch equipment, he's going to be really tough. I mean, I just like how all so many interesting stories there to talk about this year. Well, and you mentioned, I actually heard you say it there twice. You said the word surprise twice right there. Which one of these surprised you the most? Which one was the one you were like, wow, I, I didn't see that coming? Well, actually, yeah, there was a couple that I did say surprised. And, and I'll, I'll even go another one. This, this will be the one that most surprised me the most was actually the, the Kevin Rumley and, yeah. and Mike Marler uh, hook up there. For that, I mean, that was where everybody was at the World Finals, and there really wasn't—I've never heard a rumor about it. There wasn't really many rumors about this going on. That was when uh, Mike Marler actually really came out and said that he wasn't going for the first time publicly that he wasn't going to be back um, with uh, Ronnie Delk for 2019, and then suddenly, less—I mean, just a little bit right after the World Finals, 
here's uh, here's Mike Marler and Kevin Rumley hooking up in that number six the Rumley Motorsports car coming back after uh, you know a few years away from it. And I mean, that's, I think that's a really cool deal too. That um, we're going to see that number six back again, and I think it'll be a good a good matchup with those two. Matt, Mike Marler, Kevin Rumley. They don't want to race a lot. They don't want to race all over the place, and and they'll just hit the bigger races and. But, but again, it was very surprising because we didn't expect it. Who's got the most to prove on this list? If you're taking a look at this list and you're thinking, this guy really, you know, he, he needs this to go right. He's got to prove the most. Who is it on that list of, of the long one I rattled off? I would go with Devin Moran going to the Dunn Benson team. Because uh, uh, when you look at what he's done in the last couple of years running World of Outlaws with Ty Torek, he was really on the upswing. I mean, the, the second half of the year, uh, in 2018, from probably Lernerville uh, Firecracker Weekend on to the end of the year, I believe he had the most points of anybody with the World of Outlaws. He was in the top five. It seemed like every race. It, it was you saw. And obviously, he also won the Prairie Dirt Classic in Fairbury. So he, he had really taken a step. And you're like, oh my God, this this, this kid here could be a championship contender with this. That this the team, him, everybody has come together. He's really he's really figuring things out. And now, I'm not, you know, obviously, he's got good equipment now. He'll be going to Dunn Benson team, which really has good resources, and, and he can bring his brother along with him. And, um, but it is a big change. He's moving down south with his uh, brother. He's going to be living in North Carolina. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's, uh, it's not like he left a team that was struggling because Ty Torg was actually putting more resources towards him this, this, uh, for 2019. So I think Devin, uh, everybody will be expecting him to, to really, really show something uh, in, in 2019. I agree with you there. And also, I think that Devin has sort of had his eye on Lucas Oil for a while, wanting to run it, wanting to be a part of that tour. Um, I, I think so. That's an, I, I agree with you there. I, I think that uh, for all of those reasons, Devin Bay has a, a little bit of pressure on him. Not pressure, but a lot to prove. All the silly season moves. Um, good for the sport, bad for the sport. I have heard arguments both ways that make a lot of sense from people that, that make a lot of sense. What do you think, Kevin Kovac? Is this good for the sport? Is this bad for the sport? How do you rate this much activity in an off season? Oh, I, I think it's good because it gets everybody talking, you know, I mean, I, uh, it would be, I guess you could say it would be nice if everything just went smoothly and everybody <laughs> stayed together and, just once, you know, right. you always have, you have these Ray Vest, Rick Eckert deals and, you know, I don't know, like maybe a Casey Roberts and, uh, and the Cushman team, I mean, they're staying together for over a decade. But, I mean, come on, that, 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 we're in real life here, and, and those things don't happen that much. And uh, people are going to change. You're going to be moving around, and, and everybody wants to try to find, like, their best position. And and, uh, and for us, obviously, it's the best. I mean, we, we want something to write about during the <laughs> offseason. <laughs> right? I mean, everybody's always saying, ah, once the racing season's over, you know, but, you know, or slows down at least. In November or so, I mean, you got what do you guys? There's nothing to do, nothing to talk about, right? We got plenty to do, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's plenty. There's there's constantly something like just like this year, everything came so quickly, and um, and then you know, like you just it, it's a it's a good sign that everybody kind of has went the music game of musical chairs here, and 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 nobody was really left out. It, it seems you know like that had major rise, and uh, and it looks like everybody's will probably uh, be back running something and. Uh, and, and that's what I, I think. That's pretty pretty good for the sport. Everybody talks about it. Everybody always you always want to be talking about something, it, it, even if it's a good, bad, indifferent. I guess I mean, it's, it, it, you're talking about the sport, and, and that's good to carry us through the 
the off season, I guess. When we get to December of 2019, so basically 11 and a half, 12 months from now, make some predictions on this stuff. Give me three or four things, two or three things. How does some of this stuff shake out? I want your crystal ball. Give me a prediction or two or three. Okay, number one, I'll, I'll say that Brandon Overton, come the end of 2019, he's going to have the most overall wins of all these drivers that may change. Wow, so, okay. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that he's going to win the World 100 or the or the Dream Ring. I'm not saying he's going to win that. But it, it depends. You know, right now it's, it's uncertain. Will he run World of Outlaws? But I think even if he does win the World of Outlaws, I think he'll end up with the most wins out of all that group, you know, overall, because he's still going to hit some of those Southern, even if he runs World of Outlaws, I'm sure he'll hit some of those Southern races that uh, he's always really good at. And, and I think he can rack up the wins this year. Uh, and then we go number two, number another one. I think Josh Richards is going to have the best season anyone's ever had in Boyer Motorsports car uh, with Clint Boyer there. Now, again, not, not that it hasn't been good seasons by drivers in Clint Boyer cars, uh, you know, Don O'Neill won the Lucas Oil Championship not too long ago, but everybody knows that team's sort of been a little star-crossed. They haven't seemed like it's always lived up to the whole potential that is there. I think Josh Richards comes in there and, and makes it happen. It's going to be the best season you've ever seen, a, 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 in terms of wins at least, that a Boyer Motorsports car. And Josh is going to win a lot of races because he only won a few this past year. I mean, he's ready to win again. He doesn't go, you know, like I see him lose too much. And you know, I got two other ones, I'll say. I'd say Tanner English. He's going to go in there, and he's going to get a double-digit win total his first year with that uh, Dream Racing uh, Chip Stone uh, and Randy Weaver team. He's going to get, and he's also going to get his first National Touring Series win. Not, not sure if it's going to be a Lucas win or, or a World Outlaws, but I think one of those, he's going to get one of them, and he's going to show that, man, that was a pretty good choice for uh, for Randy Weaver to, to get in there. And, and, and this one, I mean, I, I don't know if it's like the biggest surprise or that I would say here, but Chris Madden, I say he contends for the World of Outlaws title. Contends? Right I'm not. I'm pot. not letting you get away with you know? contends. I mm-hmm. wouldn't even. You're going to say. Of course, he's going to contend, yeah. Kovac. Uh-huh. That's it. You're just going. I thought you were going to say he's going to well, win the I'm championship. Not he's win. I can't say he's going to win it right out, but he's going to be right back in there. No, there's not going to be. Not that there, there will be no drop off from what he did last in, in 2018. How about that? That's a. I'll pinpoint a little better, and he's going to win a crown jewel race. I love he's going to win. He's going to win one at Eldora in 2019. Even though it's his first year with a new team, I say that everything will go smoothly enough because he's got the cars and all the equipment at his place and working on himself. He's going to make it happen with a big crown jewel win. And he's going to have no drop off from 2018. Now that's a proceed turn. Do you see how yeah. I shamed him into he, a prediction there? Into he was it. like, oh, I Chris Madden's going to contend. No crap, he's going to contend. He's Chris Madden. <laughs> like, we know that, but you're saying he's going to win an Eldora Crown Jewel. That's a prediction, Kevin. That's a prediction. That's better. I, hey, I just had a little note written down. Okay. Just said, maybe I shouldn't have said it exactly that way. I, I misspoke there. Okay? <laughs> I wasn't as dramatic of a wording as I, I should have made it. He's going to win a Crown Jewel. And he's going to no drop off from last year. Oh, that's good. I mean, Terry Turn, he's going to contend. Hey, you know what? I also think Brandon Shepard might contend for the World of Outlaws Championship also, yeah. Kevin. Do you, you want to go on, on, you go on a limb for really that one, too? Or no? year, right? <laughs> Kevin, good stuff as always. Speed Weeks is only a month away. We start early this year. Arizona this week. Speed Weeks a month away. We will see you, uh, we'll see you down there in Florida, buddy. Thank you. Okay, thanks a lot. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy Happy New Year, Kevin. You see that, Terry? You see how I had to shame him there? I, yeah. I dropped him off the line. You heard the sound effect there. Wild West Shootout starts this weekend. I want to know. Scott Bloomquist said he's coming to annihilate the field. God, what a great sound bite. Will he follow through? The question is, will Bloomquist win one of the Kaiser bonuses and why? 
Hashtag Late Model Live at Dirt on Dirt. You tell me, Bloomer bonus, yes or no. Back after this, you're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Happy New Year, everybody. help the big teams, they help everybody. You know, I'm extremely happy and don't ever look at having nothing else on my car. Your champion is Jimmy Owens here in Knoxville! And now Pierce is going to foot force the issue. He thinks about making it three wide out of two down the back straightaway. Weiss working in the shadows. Off into turns three and four. Bobby Pierce, your leader. Ricky Weiss in second. It'll be 17 to go four. And Pierce bobbles Ricky Weiss back to the lead. And Pierce gets together with Weiss. Weiss going to shoot off. He'll hit the track exit. Things happen in Arizona that have a tendency to shape the season and give us a preview of the year. Uh, Weiss and Pierce, both in the news. Ricky Weiss kicked off. He won the North-South last year. Kicked off his great season in Arizona. Nobody will ever forget that contact he and Bobby Pierce made in January. It was a big night. Ricky was good all week. Goes on to have a hell of a season, like I said. The drama was high. Started out West last year. Turn that Twitter question one more time was... Do you think Scott Bloomquist will collect one of the Wild West shootout bonuses and why? Turn, you take the first couple Twitter answers for me. What did people have to say? All right, here we go. Nick Egan? I'd like, he think? has an exclamation point. Yeah. I'd like you to read them as he has his exclamation point. Okay. Yes! <laughs> no explanation needed. Check your flag. <laughs> uh, I guess he's saying because it's Bloomer, uh, yeah. Nick from Sioux Falls. All right, go ahead. Take the next one. All right. Uh, I like this one from uh, our friend Scott McBride. He will find a way not to win it. I like that one, too. It's like I guess it's like a dig at Scott, but it's Scott McBride always with a dry sense of humor that I thoroughly enjoy. Like, maybe he's, Scott's going to be right around winning it and something happens and he doesn't win it. I, I like that one. What do we got next? Uh, Nolan Ryan Martin. Yes, because you never count out Scott Bloomquist. Pretty standard answer there. Yeah. Uh, Sean Fredenberg says, uh, no, too much talent out there. Shaw, Weiss, Pierce, and many more that run too good out there and know the track. My guess, nobody wins the bonus, but we see great features with multiple winners. Love that tweet. Turn, you got the next one? From our friend Travis Miller. He's not as He's got as good of a shot of, as any of them. 
we all know the zero likes big money and big money is on the line. That so. is true. That is yeah. true. Uh, and that's, uh, that's our last one. That is our last one. Keep yes. in mind also, Scott has an, an unbelievable track record of winning at racetracks. He says 75% yeah. turn. <laughs> uh, Jackson, Minnesota, remember he told me that earlier this summer, uh, or last summer now, uh, that he, he was 75% of the tracks he's never been to, he wins that. So he's never been to FK Rodden's Arizona Speedway. Uh, we'll find out. So I guess does it only count if he wins the first night? Uh, you know, I was actually just thinking about that as you <laughs> said that. So, like... He only gets to run it once, first time once, right? Right, right. So That's then, what I'm thinking. So, yeah, so we don't get to, like, count his whole week cumulatively, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. I think for sure he wins one race out there. Yeah, Can we agree so on that? I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point, though. I like turn. You're always, I'm always you're, thinking. You're always thinking. JRI Shocks Top 25 has not returned yet. The poll uh, will be back pre-Florida and it's called our preseason poll at that time, as we uh, really treat Arizona almost like spring training and Georgia-Florida Speed Weeks is the official kickoff. The JRI Shocks Top 25 will return later this month on January 29th. There you see the stamp, January 29th. The JRI Shocks Top 25 will be back. Speaking of the Top 25, if I had to guess who will be number one in that preseason poll. It is Brandon Shepard. Of course, with the holiday today and everything else that's going on, travel schedules, guys going to Arizona and everything like that, we had to can some of the interviews. Can Turn can means uh, record for those in the business. Yes. We had to record some of the interviews uh, beforehand. Brandon Shepard had a big uh, Wild West shootout last year, won the finale, and was really good a couple other nights. We caught up with Brandon to preview his season, his ranking, and uh, the entire Wild West shootout. I think he will be the preseason number one driver in America, and he joins me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline to discuss the Wild West shootout this weekend, which he will enter for the second straight year, taking that family-owned B5 out west. He won $13,000 for the finale last year and hopes to do even more this year. New Berlin, Illinois driver Brandon Shepard is with us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Sheffy, are you with me in thinking that how the hell is it time for Arizona already? These days just seem to fly by. Does it seem uh, almost unbelievable that here we are starting the 2019 season already? Yeah, I tell you what, it, uh, the off season has definitely shortened up a lot since I first started racing. And this year, it didn't seem like there was any. You know, as much uh, as much work as it is in the off season, you know, as it is already, and uh, the short amount of time that we got, it's like. We don't even have time to catch our breath anymore. <laughs> it does. It just absolutely flies by for you guys, for us, for everybody. I mentioned last year, you you got that big finale win, $13,000. You've said to me that you really like FK Rod in Arizona Speedway. Of all the places you've been for the Wild West Shootout, Tucson, and now near Phoenix, you like this place, don't you? You mentioned last year that, that you liked it a little better than Tucson and that you sort of liked the way that it raced. Yeah, it's a little bit more of my style racetrack than what Tucson was. Um, we had a lot of fun going out to Tucson and everything, but Phoenix just seems to uh, fit my fit my driving style and and stuff a little bit better. It's um, it's usually pretty racy by feature time early. It starts off kind of you know hard to pass, but by feature time, pretty much every night in the features, it was awesome. So uh, definitely looking forward to get back there, and hopefully they got it as good as they did last year for sure yeah they've definitely made a lot of improvements to the racetrack too brand new retaining wall around the outside brand new catch fence around the outside so you see you'll see some different stuff uh when you get there i've always said you and i've talked about this there's just such a different vibe to arizona i make no bones about it that is literally one of my favorite weeks of the year strictly from the sense of 
it doesn't feel like anything else that we do. The mountains in the background, the fact that you're close to Phoenix, you're close to Vegas, L.A., San Diego, the Grand Canyon is close. The weather, I'm already looking at the long-range weather. It looks like 70 degrees, 68 to 73 degrees every day. Try to, as a guy that goes and races all over the country, Brandon, describe how different Phoenix is. It, it doesn't really look like anything else we do, and there's so much other stuff to do that, that a lot of places we go, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, it's almost like a vacation. You know, uh, we go out there, me and uh, my grandpa and some of my family, and we go out there and and uh, just have some fun. You know, get out of the cold in Illinois, and uh, it's you know, like I said about the racetrack, the racetrack's a lot of fun to race on, so that makes it uh, you know that makes it worth going to for us. Uh, we don't like to get the family-owned B5 car out just to go to uh, non-racy racetrack you know what i mean so it definitely helps to have a a good place to race and uh, like you said it's out there in that in an area that we don't get to go to uh very often at all and uh, we're really fortunate to be able to go out there and have a good racetrack to race on and and then uh, have a few days off in between some races and hopefully we don't tear stuff up too bad so we can uh use them a few days to you know hang out and enjoy ourselves a little bit and that's you know, that's the big thing for me is we get to go out there and, and uh, you know, just race and enjoy ourselves and stuff and kind of let loose a little bit before the, you know, before the season gets going heavy. Speaking, so the days off are nice and all that. So Speaking of those off days, last year somehow turned, somehow the Dirt on Dirt credit card, I believe, got pulled out for the top golf excursion with Brandon Shepard and Derek Kessinger. I'm still... My accountant and I are still trying to figure out all those numbers from, from that day. You and Suave took in Top Golf, Brandon. Uh, you have any off day plans this year? Have you already started formulating with Suave or with the family what you're going to do on some of those off days? Oh, not yet. No, we haven't really talked about it. We kind of just uh, get there and see how it goes and kind of wing it, you know. Uh, me and Suave are probably going to have some more fun this year, I'd <laughs> say. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, there's just so many so many options out there for things to do and stuff and uh just so much scenery and my grandpa likes to drive around and check out the check out the areas and stuff, so we might do a little bit of that and uh maybe hit up top golf again and who knows. <laughs> who knows? It's hard telling. The field this year, you've got yourself. For the first time ever, Scott Bloomquist comes west. Brandon Overton, Hudson O'Neill, Earl Pearson Junior, Bobby Pierce. It is arguably better than it's ever been. What are you expecting competition-wise, just how tough it's going to be this year, and do you prefer it this way? You know, Arizona has that spring training feel where it's a little bit lighter, a little bit looser, but this is some heavy heat this year. Do you kind of prefer it this way, especially you don't get a lot of chances in your family-owned car? You know what? The heat's going to be there this year. Do you like it a little better this way with this field? Um, You know, it don't much matter to me either way, honestly. Um, I feel like the point that our sport is in right now, um, I feel like no matter where you go, whether it's a local race or uh, a World of Outlaws or a Lucas race or, or Phoenix, you know, there's always tough competition no matter who shows up. Uh, everybody's got really good equipment, or most of them anyway, and uh, it just it makes it tough no matter no matter who's there. So uh, it's definitely cool to, to see some new guys uh, coming to do it. And, you know, it shows that, uh, the work they're putting into the deal and to the whole, uh, you know, uh, Wild West shootout is just, uh, it's definitely getting out there for sure. It's its getting bigger and the more competition showing up and uh, that that's a good thing. It's a good thing for racing and, uh, 
you know, it'll, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. And there was a lot of tough competition out there last yeah. year. I'd say Ricky Lewis will be pretty tough again. Yeah. And uh, I'd say, you know, if Scott had anything to do with that, I'd say that he'll be pretty tough too. And all, all the, all them guys, like I said, there's just so much competition in our sport right now. It, it don't much matter who shows up. Uh, there, you know, there's a lot of guys that are capable of winning. Yeah, let's not sleep on Don Shaw. Don Shaw won two races last year. Nobody's talking about him in the oh, 42 yeah, for car. Sure. Won two races last year. The the bonus is it winnable? Is three, let's start with three races, Brandon. A guy can win three, right? But describe just how hard or easy that is. Everyone's like, well, surely somebody's going to win three. It's not that easy, is it? And, and and can you do it? Just take me through that bonus process a little bit. Yeah, it's there's like you said, there's so much competition and um you know, so many different guys that are capable of winning each night, you know, night in and night out and uh there's so many variables coming to play. The track they do a really good job of making the track to where it's not the same every night. So that comes into effect too and then you know, it's just uh I don't know. I I would say that I will be surprised if somebody may if somebody does the bonus again or if somebody does the bonus this year. Um, you know, of course I'd like to win it myself, but, uh, <laughs> you know, realistically it's just tough. There's a lot of good cars out there and a lot of guys that are, that are really good. And it'll be, I don't know. Has, I don't think the bonus has ever been made yet. Correct. No, not yet. This is year four, four or five, year four, I believe. And no, no one's won it. So it's uh, you're right. I mean, especially if the competition gets harder, it just gets harder, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The more guys that keep showing up, the the harder it's going to be, you know, I know. I know Scott's probably telling everybody the bonus is his, but uh, <laughs> he has he has said exactly that actually. Be, yeah, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of competition making it tough on him. So uh, it's you know, I, my prediction is nobody will make the bonus, but uh, we'll see. I guess. I was well, I was watching this video just a second ago, Brandon, and you were shooting the guns. You know, you get to shoot the guns in victory lane there. Can you work on a gun spin this year? You know how, like, Doc Holliday spins his gun? Do you think you could pull off a gun spin if you win it, maybe, like, like blow on it or something like that? Well, maybe we'll work on that. I don't know. I mean, I'm not much of a showboater, but we'll see what we can do. <laughs> uh, last couple things, Sheppy. How nice is it for you? You mentioned the family car a couple times. Obviously, you're you're in a great situation with Mark in the house car, and you love him to death. But just being able to run this family-owned B5 a few times, I know you still love that. That's awesome for you and your family, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And, and uh, my grandpa, you know, he, he really enjoys, you know, getting his stuff out there and watching it go around the track, you know. Uh, he he loves coming to watch me drive Mark stuff too, but there's just a, you know, it's, it's really for my family, you know, they've been involved with, with racing for so long and so many generations. And, uh, it's just, uh, it's nice to, to be able to get it out and go know that we can compete with them guys and just go wherever we want to and race and have a little bit of fun and not have the pressure of the, the rocket house car on my back, you know, <laughs> Offer me one Wild West shootout prediction. Last thing I'm going to ask you. Don't be bashful here. Suave is suave. This is a suave question, right? He wanted me to do this. Offer me one Wild West shootout prediction. Something that's going to happen in Arizona. Brandon Shepard, give me one. Oh man, uh, <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. Oh, uh, it can be off the track. It can be on the track. I'll take anything. I literally take anything. Hmm. Man, that's tough. Let's see. Uh, one of my let's see my prediction. I'm gonna go with 
Suave is going to secretly steal the dirt on dirt credit card again, and we're going to hit up Top Golf one more time. Talk about a lock of the week turn. That is a, that's, the, that's the easiest prediction in the history of. You know what? There's there's a reason it's called the lock. Sheppy's better at the locks than Derek is. Yeah, Brandon should do them every week. Good choice, Brandon. Yeah. The Wild West Shootout starts this weekend at FK Rodins Arizona Speedway. Six nights of racing in total: Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The entire industry. Will have their eyes on the desert. Nothing else other than the ice bowl going on for the Wild West Shootout. Sheppy, be safe going out there with your family, man. Uh, I know it's going to be starting to get really cold at home this weekend. So good luck. Be safe headed out there, and we'll look forward to seeing you in Phoenix this weekend, buddy. Yep, thank you. Thanks for having me on. No problem, always, man. We will talk ice bowl with Jason Hyatt after the break, and a lot more to come. Turn, give me this warm Phoenix weather, all right? I'm, re- I'm ready for it. Back on Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live after this. Late Model Racing Australia, this is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, we're just having a blast parking by my butt here, Ryan. Uh, it's just it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Meanwhile, Tina goes, and it's all Jason Fitzgerald and Tyler Ab. Slide job for Ab. Can he pull it right? Yes, he can. Ab to the race lead. Ab wins. Ab takes the win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so never know when we get back next year, there might be 50. Mark Martin Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. most interesting moves i have ever seen in dirt late model racing ever like what was that was that a slingshot turn was that I, a i i don't even know it was like before know. arrow was everything too like I, I don't i don't understand what was happening there i mean he, he like bit will science he, science I, I still don't know chris Steppen with a great call there I, I will never forget that night because of that move I don't, I don't get it that was back at tucson the wild west shootout don't forget Starts Saturday. The Ice Bowl in Alabama, Talladega, of course, also kicks off this weekend. Uh, Tips in the 50s, by the way, for the Ice Bowl turn. If you were ever going to go, this was the season to go. Like I said, we had to record a bunch of interviews and a lot of moving pieces with the holiday and everything else. Uh, Our guy, Jason Hyatt, who I pick all the time on this show, we caught up with him uh, to preview the Ice Bowl. 
Also starting on Saturday and Sunday is the annual Ice Bowl, a race that I like to call a rite of passage. You've got to go to the Ice Bowl at least one time in your career, be it as a journalist, as a driver, as a fan, whatever it is, you got to go once. Now, Michael Page is the defending champion, but I picked Jason Hyatt to win this race last year. In fact, turn, get ready for this turn. I have picked Jason Hyatt to win in five to go, our segment at the end of the show. Four times I've picked Jason Hyatt to win. I'm 0-4. When I've picked Jason Hyatt to win, I think the moral of the story is Jason's a good driver. I am a horrible luck charm for him every single time that I pick him. Jason comes now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline to preview the annual Ice Bowl this weekend. Jason Hyatt, I say Ice Bowl. You say what? I say I need to win really bad. <laughs> well, that's one good. That is one good way to put it. But what what emotions come up when I say ice bowl? What do you think about when I say ice bowl? This event is so unique. What do you think about? Well, I mean, for me, it's it's been my home track. I've been there, you know, since I was a kid. My dad raced there, so uh, it's always meant a lot to me to win the ice bowl. And just it's one of those that we've never been able to uh, to knock off so far. Do you like racing in January? Obviously, you only really do it one time a year, basically, in essence, with the Ice Bowl. But how different is it? And do you like getting that sort of a, a middle-of-the-off-season race in? Because January racing is really different. Now, again, Talladega's home for you. But do you like racing in January in general? Well, I mean, we usually we usually do just because you're, you know, you've been off for a few months and you're really excited about going and you've kind of, you know, usually got some new stuff or new stuff in the works. So um, it's we always love it. Now there's been a few times where it's been just extremely cold and uh, <laughs> you know having trouble to get the cars crunk and stuff like that. So you know when it's not extremely cold, it's we enjoy it. Uh, that is somewhat rare though down there at Talladega in January. It's usually cold, wet, damp, but that's part of the ice bowl experience, right? Yeah, that is definitely part of it. Uh, it's usually <laughs> There hadn't been too many that was that was warm. But. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Has there ever been a 64 degree sunny ice bowl? I honestly can't remember one. Can you? Uh, I think there was a, a couple of years ago that it had rained out on uh, Sunday. We had to come back on a Monday and race, and the Monday ended up being pretty good. But um, yeah, usually most of the time it's either wet or rainy, or <laughs> a lot of times both. Talladega Short Track, pretty legendary place in our sport. Of course, it tucks right up against uh, Talladega, the legendary NASCAR track. But as far as the dirt track goes, describe it surface-wise, what it's like to race there. Obviously, a place that can be different in the daytime than the nighttime when the ice bowl is and some of their other big events are. Describe Talladega Short Track to me, Jason. Yeah, so, we, so generally, uh, generally, like most cases, not normal at the ice bowl uh, for what usual track conditions are. Like on your local show, or even a even a Southern All Star race, or something like that. But during the ice bowl, you've got so many cars on it. Um, it's you know, it's usually starts out really slick, and um, it generally doesn't get rubbered up till your Sunday races. Uh, usually, it's kind of get some rubber on it, but you can kind of race around it because you've got so many cars on it moving around. Um, so you know, usually it's very important on Sunday to start towards the front. Um, but most of the time, your heat races and stuff are real racing. What would it mean you to? What would it mean to you to win this thing? Like you said, it's just one of those races that's just gotten away from you. It's sort of like your Super Bowl. It's your home race. It's your home track. What would an ice bowl win mean to Jason Hyatt? 
Oh, it would be it would be huge to us. Uh, we've won I've won some sportsman uh, races down there at the Ice Bowl, but never the Super Race. And uh, you know, it's, we go down there a lot through the year, and um, usually you know run pretty good there and dominate most of the time. But it's just we've had fast cars and we've been in position and we've just the draw hasn't worked out or I've I've screwed it up a couple of times <laughs> and uh, I think just the you know, you're so tense, and we want it so bad that sometimes it just don't work out, you know. Would you prefer that I not pick you this weekend? I am 0-4 lifetime predicting Jason Hyatt to win races. Two times you've had mechanical failure. Would you prefer I just not pick you to win the Ice Bowl this weekend? Uh, if you pick me, I guarantee I'm going to win it. <laughs> oh, oh, turn. Did you hear that? <laughs> I am all – you can, oh, I might have to modify the script a little bit now. I was wanting to not pick him because I thought it would jinx him. Now I'm, I'm in, man. I'm in. That is like We're ready a, to get the jinx over with. So. Ready to get um, the jinx over with. I absolutely love it. Jason Hyatt, of course, will be at the Talladega Ice Bowl all weekend long. Good luck down there, buddy. I'm picking you. On the record, I am picking you to win this weekend. Good luck down there at the Ice Bowl. I'm pulling for you, man. We're not going to let you down. All right. All right thank, thank you. Thanks, buddy. Turn, I'm just loving the fact that Kovac, I got Kovac to commit to a prediction. Jason Hyatt is calling his own shot. I like this this new year, new vibe turn we got. I love it. I mean, I feel good about it. Jason Hyatt, I got to pick him now. Actually, I don't have Ice Bowl written into five to go, so I'm just going to say it right now. Jason Hyatt wins Ice Bowl. <laughs> I have to pick him. Jason there Hyatt wins Ice Bowl. Turn, I inform people at the beginning of the show as we move into 2019 that we won't see Turn's turn. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see it every week. Not every single week. We are greatly expanding our live schedule. Of course, we're doing the Fast Pass stuff with uh, the Summer Nationals and more World of Outlaw events and everything this year. Um, on top of some other hopeful, exciting announcements that we have coming. Um, just so much more of a time commitment on the live programming schedule. We've got to lighten Turns load a little bit. So we'll have you weave in and out of the season with Turns Turn. Uh, are you ready, though, Turn, for your legion of fans to turn against you when, when Turn's Turn is not on the show every week? Are, are you ready to handle this throng of people? For whatever reason, I'm, I'm not really too concerned, I guess. I don't know. I, Who knows? Who Thru- knows? Throughout this, throughout this year, you might even see uh, somebody different sitting in this seat. You uh, never know. Let's not, you know. let's not get too ahead of ourselves You never know. Here. I'm just throwing uh, it are out Are you there. saying Amber? Mom? Mom's going to be sitting in the seat? Is that what you're saying? Her, uh, and I, her and I would kill each other probably if yeah, we hosted would, this yeah. show together. Because it would just be me, would be yelling, entertaining, me for yelling at her to get things done back there. It would be her, Jerry Springer, uh, she, Dirt on Dirt style. She would walk out of this show in three seconds <laughs> rather than take – you have to take my stuff. She does not turn. She's the co-owner of the company, so she does not have to take my shit. So uh, you are still here, though, this week for a New Year's edition of Turn's Turn. <laughs> The Bears are champs. There it is. The Bears are champs. I was wanting some sort of Bears-related open. Yes. The 12 and 4. Our 12 and 4 Chicago Bears turn. I mean, first off, can we just can we just uh, sit here and talk about we beat the Packers, <laughs> we kept the, them out of the playoffs, knocked them out, knocked out the Minnesota Vikings, knocked them out. Love it. Love it. Love it. But okay. you, you've got we're, let's you, you know, yeah, a few yeah. turns turns this year. Enough Bears talk. What, what yeah. do we got? What do we got? All right. So, being New Year's, I figure New Year's resolutions, I mean, Mine might be to lose weight, but we all know they go by the wayside about <laughs> mid-January to February. So I decided let's come up with some uh, some different uh, 
New Year's resolutions for drivers that I think they should take on. So uh, here's the first half of the list. Scott Bloomquist is the easy one. Be on time to yes, more events. Yeah. He's got a long way to go to this first one, too. I know. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about it. I'm interested. It, uh, I'm feeling good. I think he's going to make it. I think yeah. he's making it. Yep. I mean, you know, he could use the same excuse as me. Hopefully I don't have to use this excuse, but the weather uh, out in New Mexico is looking a little questionable. Uh, Bobby Pierce, be more delicate with the right rear deck. Could How about that, that one? That, that's, that's definitely, he could heed that advice, yes. <laughs> but then he wouldn't be Bobby Pierce, and it wouldn't be near his fun turn. So. Uh Billy Moyer Jr., I have a feeling he's not going to stick to this one. Eat less Steak and Shake on the Hell Tour. Not sure if he's running the Hell Tour, but maybe throughout the year. Uh, cut down on maybe two or three Steak and Shake trips. Uh, easily. easily. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen, though. Okay. Next page here. Josh Richards. Look for the 14 instead of the 1 on the lineup board. <laughs> he's been at a 1 that's his entire be, career. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, Billy Moyer, continue enjoying his retirement. <laughs> oh, now come on. <laughs> we love you, Billy. Uh, Max Blair, I like this one. Go for yet another 30 victory season. How, I mean, it is incredible, the numbers that uh, Max Blair Prolific. puts up. And that's why, to me, he gets a, he gets a spot in that top 25 because yeah, if you're going to win agree. prolifically on that level, you're, you're going to get a shot. So. so those are my two pages. I love them. Yeah, I, I mean, they're them. not too bad. Those are some good New Year's resolutions. Are we getting you into fighting shape, too? Is that what you told me? Are you and Swab doing like a Rocky montage <laughs> sort of thing? Or? I wouldn't go that far, but, uh, yeah, I mean... I'm turning 26 this year, so we gotta it's we gotta t- do something. Okay, well, listen, I have been eating like a like a dumpster person uh, <laughs> over the holidays here, so I, I feel you. Uh, good one, good one, by the way. I needed to clean something up. I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, wait a minute, uh, Suave lost the lock of the week. Wasn't he supposed to get a tattoo? I haven't seen anything about the tattoo. Don't worry, we're gonna handle it. The schedule was set to do it the Friday morning of the Dome. The show ran late Thursday night. The staff was wiped out, so we didn't get a chance to do it Friday morning. But look at this turn. The tattoo has been sent to us. Oh, my. It's one of the temporary. T- this thing's big, by the it way. Is, like, like, that is my, a large. Here's my face. <laughs> like, it is a large tattoo. That is a large tattoo. Um, the tattoo, our good friend Dan Bailey out in Omaha sent us this tattoo. If you're in Omaha need a t- tattoo, go to Dan Bailey. Uh, I promise you, January, February, we will get to this. You see this design turn. Notice it's backwards because it's going to go on the body there. Lock of the week, a spot for the record that goes right there. We write the record in with a Sharpie. Um, it is, I asked him to be, I want, I said, I want it to be gaudy. I want it there to be flames and checkered flags. I'd say Dan totally nailed it. Do I so, get to be the one that writes the record? Uh, yo, for sure. Here's, you got that's, Sharpie right here. You just, you just write it in and we'll do this. We will get to this January, February. Again, look at the size of this thing. It is very I mean, large. This thing is large. <laughs> Swab's Lock of the Week tattoo. It's in-house. Uh, we will do it. Uh, speaking of, uh, he starts the year off again. We don't know the bet yet. We don't know what yeah, we're doing we'll, we'll yet. We'll figure it out. But we're getting there. Swab's Lock of the Week, January 1. 2019. Swam's Lock of the Week. Yes, I got the tattoo. Yes, I had to wear a dress the year before that, but this is a new year new suave and this week i'm taking my talents to the southwest for the wild west shootout at arizona speedway my lock is simple once again no one will win the kaiser manufacturing bonus a the competition is too stiff and b it's already tough enough to win three races in six days i hope they appreciated that ass kicking and y'all i know you love me sure bloomer will be there but it doesn't matter. No one gets the bonus this year because Suave says so. And that's Suave's lock of the week. What freshness looks like, turn yeah. zero and zero. It'll be weird when we're doing this in August or whatever, you yeah. know, and it's like whatever and whatever. Zero and zero, Suave. Bold right prediction. Now. Yes? Bold prediction. 
This is the the only time he'll be above 500. Wow. So you think someone wins the bonus? I think it's possible. Wins a bonus. Okay. I think it's possible. All right. Well, turn. Also, you know, we've got to come up with something this year. It's impossible for him to win this bet. You know this, right? It's like the hardest thing to do is handicap these. Yeah. So you're going to have to give an inch this year. I mean, look at the size of the tattoo this kid's wearing. For God's sake, <laughs> for you. Maybe maybe we'll make my side worse. How about that? I like that. Little yeah. odds. Little odds. I mean, that shows you how much faith I yes. have in or don't have in Suave. We are going to step away and take our final break <laughs> of the first show of 2019. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live back after this. Their quality, second to none. Number two, their service is outstanding. And number three, they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time. They supply rings to the best racers in motorsports, all levels. Year after year, Rocket Chassis sells more late models than any other builder. Rocket has the largest stock of OEM parts in the late model industry, enough to keep you on track and not waiting weeks or months for your parts. Rocket is also the leader in repair service. With two jigs and an expert crew, Rocket can clip and repair faster than any other chassis builder. And with an experienced staff and a house car team on the road, their information and technology keeps them ahead of the competition. Rocket wins more prolifically than anyone. From crates and supers to weekly, regional or national, it doesn't matter. This is the winning team. Order your new Rocket XR1 today and find yourself in victory lane. I like the tattoo just still hanging out. I'm not yeah. getting I'm not getting rid oh, of yeah. it. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it. Position it in front of my laptop right there. Uh, congratulations to Scott James on his hangover win at 411 this past weekend. And Mitch McCarter, buddy. Mitch McCarter is one of my favorite new promoters. Not new, but newer promoters in dirt late model racing. He's doing awesome things at 411. He did good stuff at Volunteer. Uh, he had 150-plus race cars on December 29th for an event turn. Uh, Could have canceled maybe because the track was wet, but you know what? He went down there. He got the show in. Big crowd, big car count. Congratulations to Scott James and Mitch McCarter. Uh, a couple of other things. Cochran's crate race that was supposed to be this past weekend moved to January 11th and 12th. Uh, was supposed to be, like I said, uh, this past week and will now be mid-January. This has got to be the busiest January in dirt late model history. You've got the Cochran race. You've got the Wild West shootout. You've got the Ice Bowl. You've got the National 100 in East Alabama. Uh, it's busy. It is uh, uh, very, very busy in January there's no, again, forget this whole, oh, there's no off-season. There's, there's no anything anymore. It's just we keep racing and racing and racing. Uh, turn, as we head into the Wild West shootout, we keep talking about this bonus situation. Now, remember, last year they instituted something where if you win three races, you get a $10,000 bonus. That was never the case until last year when no one won three. But in the history of the Wild West shootout, people have won three many times. Look at this, 06, 07, Terry Phillips. 
10, 11, and 12. Moyer did it three years in a row. 2016, Jonathan Davenport did it again. No three-race bonus. Then Bobby Pierce did it in 2017. No three-race bonus yet either at that point. So winning three, very, very doable. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times it has been done in the history of the Wild West Shootout. Of course, back in the day when Phil Phillips is a Hall of Fame driver, but back in the day, the fields weren't as good as they are now. Davenport and Pierce, pretty impressive. Those guys ripping those off. So... Um, Will be interesting. Like I said, winning three, very, very doable. We'll see. Looks like weather-wise in the mid-60s, uh, low 60s to start pushing up around 70 degrees. So should be fantastic there as well. But here we go. Five to go. A little different this week. Not all races in five to go, being that it's January. But let's finish the show strong. Five to go. Of course, I say it's not all races. I will start with the race, number five. I talked about it earlier, but this is kind of a big deal. We have a $20,000 to win race the week before Speed Weeks. The rained-out National 100 from last November turned the 26th and 27th of January. I talked about it last year. Rained-out World 100, throwing our body clocks off. How about a January National 100 for the body clock? This is just three weeks away, roughly, and I'm not sure what to expect as far as drivers go. There will definitely be some heavy hitters there tuning up for Speed Weeks. But there will also be some guys sitting in hours that's just too close to Speed Weeks. I'll say one thing. Billy Thomas has intrigued me. I'm into it. We'll be live that weekend from East Alabama. I'm going to say it. I think Brandon Overton shows up and wins. Talk about an impossible prediction. Who knows who's going to be there? A million things could happen between now and then, though. National 100 coming up in January. Number four, let's keep an eye on those national touring rosters. For the most part, we know who's going to be where. But I think this year we might get a more late touring movement than we've ever gotten, meaning we might not know until the final two nights of East Bay when it runs head-to-head with Screven who is showing up where. It looks like Lucas Oil is bringing their typical powerhouse roster to the table, and it looks like the Outlaws will have some really intriguing young guys headlined by Ricky Weiss. But my prediction here is that somehow that you expect to be on some tour, somebody is on some tour and makes an audible late and goes, you know what, I'm going to switch. I just think that's going to happen this year. I'm not going to say who, I just think it's going to happen. Keep our eyes peeled on that. Number three, you want a couple of races to keep an eye on, speaking of, that are going to have great fields and are off the national radar. Both are taking place on April 20th. Actually, there's three taking place on April 20th. That's the Saturday before Easter. Lucas and the Outlaws are off. That night's going to be busy. 20,000 to win at Virginia Motor for the King of the Commonwealth. 10,000 to win for the Slocum 50 at 34 Raceway. You're going to have national touring guys scattering to both places those nights. VMS is ultimate sanctioned. Both of these shows really have big unsanctioned feels to them as they're outside the Lucas and Outlaw scope. A bonus note, that race at 34 turn will be free to all Dirt on Dirt subscribers live at DOD. Also, Atomic is racing for 10000 to win that night. So there's three big races. Going to be a fun weekend. No national touring races that weekend. Number two, I've often said that two of the best people in Dirt Lake Model Racing are the Sullivan brothers, Jack and Chris. Jack, of course, you know from his days driving, and Chris's older brother, who is a fixture at the racetrack and one of the best dudes on the planet. Now, they're series owners. Jack and Chris take over the Comp Cams Tour, and I think will do a fantastic job. Jack will back away from driving, and it seems that they have a ton of backing already down south. Good luck to both guys as they get more heavily involved in the series game, the Sullivan Brothers. And number one, I'll say it again, best Wild West shootout field ever. That's what you're about to get. Bloomquist, Pierce, Shepard, Pearson, Overton, Hudson, and so many more. Arizona has kicked off the season so many times, but they never quite kicked it off like this. Bonus money, big purse money. Remember last year, Ricky Weiss rode an Arizona hot streak all the way into the season. 
January, Arizona racing matters. It matters. Someone will set the tone for the season. Wild West shootout starts this weekend in the desert. We are pumped to get out there. Chase Young here. Scott, he'll be there too. Chase will be great. Chase had a great note last year. Turn. Can you tell I'm excited? Wild Just West shootout. Chase Youngheads. Do not look overlook Chase. Could win a race this weekend. Shameless plugs turn. What do we got? Well, for our on-demand, we have three things right now, but trust me, it'll pick up later in the year. It will pick up later in the season. Wild yeah. West shootout at Arizona Speedway. Uh, excuse me, FK Rodden's there Arizona Speedway. There you go. It, uh, that, we will have that event covered from top to bottom, not only live, but all of our on-demand recaps, uh, high, heat highlights, feature highlights, all that stuff. Maybe even a swab on the street. You never know. You never know. Uh, Ice Bowl at Talladega and National 100 at EAMS. Which is coming up. We will not yep. have a show before that. Live pay-per-views, of course, this weekend. Can't say it enough. Live from Arizona every night of the Look at the new right-hand, top right-hand corner of the website, too, Turn. I know. Watch, order, FAQ, and archive. So exciting. Took us long enough. But yes. we, got, we got it up there. <laughs> uh, watch the Wild West Shootout live this weekend. Order now in the upper right-hand corner. Of course, East Alabama, just a little bit after that on the 26th and 27th. That is exciting. The National 100 in January. Turn and the gang will be down there for that. And uh, the Outlaw Show is coming up for Speed Weeks. Screven, February 8th and 9th. And uh, the week after that, of course, uh, again, for the fifth or sixth year in a row, Volusia, live at DirtOnDirt.com. Both those in our partnership with Dirt Vision as we launch the new FastPass uh, membership situation with Dirt Vision in early February. Uh, we'll talk about that more as February approaches. Uh, we'll have more notes and articles and everything on that, but I wanted to mention that. Turn the Kevin Kovac Memorial notes section. Uh, some staff changes coming up here at DirtOnDirt.com. Not losing anybody, gaining a few folks. Uh, don't want to make all those announcements now, but we're going to add a few staff members here in early January that will allow us to cover more races. And uh, one staff hiring in particular I'm excited about, a longtime friend of the program, will be joining us full-time, which I'm excited about. Uh, Australian content. The USA Invasion Tour starts soon. Uh, Tyler Erb is already down there racing. Billy Moyer will be there. I hope you've noticed we've had a lot of Australian content. Webb Dillard went down there and spearheaded it for us last year, um, and it's carried over to a relationship with the Aussies now. And uh, we'll have more and more Australian content. Recaps every night. Highlight. Look how beautiful Perth is, too, turn, by the way. What a good-looking racetrack Perth Motorplex is. Uh, so more Aussie content that we will have. Uh, our good friend Steve Gigas, a Hall of Fame uh, shooter, the best shooter in my money in the history of dirt, dirt track racing, um, has helped us recently with some old-time video that we needed. And don't forget, check his website out at dirtstation.com. It is just some of the coolest live archive video you have ever seen. Um, DirtStation.com. He's got 1993 Dirt Track World Championship and old, old World 100s and old, old Habitampa races and stuff like that on there. DirtStation.com. Check it out. Steve Gigas will be joining us in Arizona again this year. He just does an awesome job. Just got us some 1993 Freddie Smith Dirt Track World Championship video we're going to be uh, unveiling here soon. Brad McCown, I mentioned Atomic's got that 10000 to win on April 20th. They have upped their weekly purse to 2000 to win as well, so they're starting to see a trend around America. He's also back in charge of Jackson County, uh, so good for Brad, friend of the program. Uh, Mark Martin Automotive, want to give them another huge shout-out turn. We now have two production units. Yes. Mark Martin Automotive is responsible for helping us with both. Uh, Lance, Mark, everybody, what can you say, turn? Mark Martin Automotive, the easiest co we had to buy this most recent car, the easiest car buying experience was, I've ever had in my entire life. It was like, I want to buy a Sharpie. Okay, it's that. it was that easy. It was yeah. that simple. 
Mark Martin Automotive, please check them out. Mark and Lance, you guys are awesome. And a big get well wish to Ronnie Stuckey, an advertiser of ours, and more importantly, a friend of ours. Ronnie's been going through some health issues lately. His wife, Terry, has been keeping everybody updated on social media. Ronnie will not make it to Arizona. His team will be there. He will not. Good luck, buddy. Everybody's pulling for you. It sounds like things are headed the right direction. So get well, Ronnie Stuckey. Everybody's thinking about you. Turn. Uh, busy, busy notes section here to start the season off. Yes. I've, got a lot, I've got a lot to talk about. How'd my 30-minute show go? Uh, let's see. We're at a hour and 11 minutes. So, okay. A reminder this weekend, the wild west <laughs> shootout starts on Saturday, Sunday, but much of Friday's practice will be streamed live on dirt on dirt.com and some Facebook also for free is you'll get a first look at some of the best drivers in the country early on in January bloomer in January turn. You'll get to see that on Friday. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Uh, we will be live all six nights. We'll have ice bowl coverage also, not live there, just on demand. And when we get back from Arizona, we've got the National 100 the next weekend. Turn. This is wild, isn't it? It's a lot of live stuff. 2000, <laughs> he's fine, he's fine. 2019 is off and running, and on a personal note, this will be our 13th season. Uh, 13 seasons that Dirt on Dirt has been a part of starting in 2007. It is hard to believe that it has been 13 years now we've been covering Dirt Late Model Racing. Um, but thank you to everyone who's made them all possible. That's enough for tonight. We are out, headed for the desert, the warm weather, and to kick off the new year for Michael Reiners, for Michael Rigsby, Michael Reiners, Derek Kessinger, and everybody at DOD. I am Michael Rigsby. We'll see you Friday live for the Wild West Shootout. Happy New Year, everybody.